Today, we talk with two matchmakers from 3dayrule.com and get the scoop on the most common problems in modern dating and how to get the most out of your dating life. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A. Well, hello. Welcome to the show, ladies. We have with us two beautiful matchmakers. <laughs> we have um, Karen Law and Adele, oh gosh, Gomelski. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Adele Gomelski, Kel- oh my God, Kelleher. I butchered it. Kelleher. 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 Yep. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we were just so caught in the moment, I which we so, hope all of you will I, be on I, your I, dates. I like, thought I would have it. I, anyway, okay. <clears throat> Who's recently married, and this is why we had the name thing. Yay. Yes, the name change, it's a process. (laughs) (laughs) Getting used to it myself. One of the downfalls of finding someone at the end of that dating rabbit hole. (laughs) It's a good problem to have. That's true. (laughs) Okay, so ladies, um, we're very excited to have you because we get to pick your brain about dating world. And um, so 3dayrule.com is a matchmaker website, right? We right. do have a website, but our matchmaking is 100% personalized. We take it out of the online spectrum. So it's not as if you can go into a database and search through other people's profiles. It's the opposite. We take all of the work out of it and we do it all for you. Which I love. Right. And Karen, you and I were talking about this earlier, how like the personal aspect of um, of matchmaking and getting away from all these algorithms. and Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And so a big part of what we do, I always say that our company is a marriage between technology and you know our own tech system but we also have a human touch so we have human matchmakers that a lot of times we use our gut instinct uh, to make matches so it's a marriage between old school techniques and new school techniques i love it um so i have to admit that i a a speaking here i this is a world that i really don't know i was really thinking about it um, a minute ago and I'm like I've never really knock on wood because I say this and then I'm going to be like in um, I've never really actually been in the dating pool in the way that I think that you that we're going to be talking about in this show so it's all a mystery to me really like I feel like I meet people Out it's like about. it's fate it's like I you know what I mean and I've just been lucky in that way but it's never been this like dating process to find the right person it's just we meet and there's sparks and then you like go on a you know, three-year journey on a relationship or whatever the hell, you know? I do have to say, though, and I think, and maybe you'll change as time goes, but for for me, like, I haven't had the agenda of get married to have children or get, you know, to start a family. And I I feel like I have friends who are maybe going, oh, I want to do this, and I haven't found that person yet. And it seems like that's a really great reason to do something like this as well. Yeah. But either way, there is no right reason. It's just kind of, it's very personalized. So mm-hmm. it can be both of those scenarios. It can be the situation where you've been maybe very um, career focused in your life and now you're at a point where you're really satisfied with that element of your life and now you're like, wait, I, now I want to share this with somebody. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of, how do I do it? So you're either in that realm where you're ready for marriage or the, whatever that next state of life is, or you're in a situation where like you mentioned, you want it to be more organic and you meet and there's a spark and it's it's the romance. But we are also there to help just that happen because nowadays with social media and technology and the way that we live our lives, especially here in um, LA where we all live in our cars, mm-hmm. it can be really hard to meet that person to get the spark. So we're just trying to help get two amazing people who are looking for the same things in the same room and then that's when that magic can happen. 
So let me ask you guys, so a matchmaker, I mean, it does sound like such an old world term and I love it. It's like courtesan, another term, which is, which is <laughs> another term that I love. Fans at our show. <laughs> um, but uh, so how does that like Karen, you had mentioned that you were in law before. Right. Right. So right. how like can you just tell us a little bit of story about like how you can do matchmakers? Do you or? feel like you have a natural knack for it? Because yeah, I don't have that, that impulse ha- at how all. How does that happen? Like it sounds like so much fun. But I'm a bad matchmaker. Okay. <laughs> I, I will not listen to <laughs> anybody who recommends me. Anyway. <laughs> I'm bad. I just don't have like it doesn't. I'm not like oh let me set these people up. I mean I think a lot of it is just wanting to bring people together. When you have that drive, then it's something you're thinking about constantly. I mean all of us we actually wake up extremely early we have we work 14 16 sometimes like 18 hour days i know um and it's funny because as an attorney i mean i worked in big law and i worked crazy hours but now i'm doing something that i really really love and you're just eating breathing and sleeping you know thinking about okay who could match with who so when you say oh do you have a natural inclination um a lot of it really is just that that love of helping people that love of finding someone where you feel like all right these two are going to get along. Like you just start having that gut instinct. And all of us, I mean, we came from corporate jobs uh, mostly. We have interesting backgrounds, but a lot of us really, it was, we were doing this on the side for like years, you know, with friends Mm. and just like finding someone to match your single friend. Um, And for us, it's just fun. And now we're doing something that we love. Cool. So coming off of that, like what what is it... um, like if you, you know you're spending 18 hours of your day, <laughs> poor things. Yeah. <laughs> but it's thinking fun. about us poor single yeah, it people. Does seem, it is fun. Um, yeah, no, no, no. That's great. But what, like, what? How? What's your process? Like, what do you do? You start with certain external factors of someone's life and work your way in, or can you describe a little bit of what you look for? I mean, I, how, I, yeah, how it works. I mean, like some of it's really interesting because um, sometimes people get so stuck on common activities and like the same circles and things like that. Um, And you with our process, we actually try to explore patterns that people have fallen into in the past. Like maybe they're always looking for a guy that actually might be emotionally unavailable a lot of times or, you know, same thing with men. They do the same things as well. But a lot of the things that we try to do in our question portion where we talk to every match because we meet every person um in person Mm -hmm. um throughout that whole process we're trying to figure out you know what is it that you're most attracted to what's worked in the past you know what have you not tried i mean these are all questions that we try to explore and then we do you know put a little bit of an intellectual bent to it i mean we've we keep up with a lot of the research and you know articles that are out there but it's also based on what we've seen as a company we've grown for a while now and we've seen like all right you know people will surprise you they tell you they want these things and actually that's not really what works best for them how how does that work like how like yeah it's so neat to see like that you must well sorry go ahead i'm just excited about the patterns and kind of the knowledge you've accumulated it's really interesting because most people most people have a checklist in their head. Everyone has some kind of a checklist in their head. And a lot of times it's also based off of uh, your past experiences, maybe things that have happened that are negative or things that are um, positive and you kind of want to keep continue that positive aspect. But at the end of the day, you have to realize yourself, well, something didn't happen correctly because you're single. So whatever that positive was, was it really truly positive? Or that negative thing that happened, is this something that we can learn from and move forward with? So a lot of times people are very set in their ways from that perspective, especially because 
You're stuck in your own head. And at the end of the day, when you talk to your girlfriends about it, for example, your girlfriends are great, but they're your friends. So they're always going to agree with you. They're always going to say like, oh, yeah, you're he's, right. He's an asshole. He's a jerk. What are you doing? Like, run in the opposite direction. But when you're working with an expert in the field, we're not going to say that. We're going to say like, okay, well, that's interesting. Why? Let's kind of dig into it a little bit. So you're a therapist. A hundred percent. We are your dating guru. I do call myself a dating consultant. There's no question about it. No, definitely. <laughs> but when we match people too, like we also kind of, you know, I'd mentioned earlier, we take all the work out of it because at the end of the day, there's fundamental basics that you do want to make sure that things are matched on. And a lot of times those can be different for people. Sometimes it's politics, sometimes it's religion. But when we meet people, we'll ask like, how do you feel about marriage? How do you mm-hmm. feel about children? So you mean, I'm sorry, so you mean each person has their own unique fundamental yes. things they need to connect on? Okay. Yes, but those are also the things that can be extremely awkward to discuss on a first date. Right. Like if you're sitting in a first date, you don't want to be like, so how do you feel about having children? <laughs> because that's going to scare the person I away. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So what we do is we come in as kind of that third party expert and we'll eliminate all of that really awkward weird conversation because if it's not matching up then it's a waste of time so we move on so it sounds like you guys um have a um sort of an inside scoop on the deeper values i guess that people really need to connect on and so then you make it happen yeah Yeah. i was thinking about the check like how aware are people of their checklist always like you were saying everyone has a checklist and it's like whether you're aware of it or not have you do you know what those are and are they serving you I mean, that's actually a big part of what we do, obviously, is when people have that checklist, we talk to them and we help them actually narrow it down a little bit or figure out what is most important, like what are the priorities? And we share our experience. So obviously, you know, lifestyle, um, humor, there's a basic respect and, and friendship. I mean, these are things that we try to get people to focus more on instead of, well, he has to drive this car or she has to, you know, uh, be blonde. I mean, there are things that we try to do throughout our whole process to get people to refocus their so-and-so called checklist. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, so I, I'm curious as to what, and Karen, you and I had talked a little bit about this before, but what um, what are some of the top, I guess, trends or like behaviors or traits in people who aren't, I guess who are maybe coming to you, but who haven't who haven't found someone like do, you, or who are still in the dating field and looking. Do you know what I mean? Like, do, and I don't mean like, this is isn't a valid a, question. No, is there but, a trend? Is there a pattern of behavior? Maybe. I mean, is that I, what you're asking? Right. Yeah, I would definitely say, at least in Los Angeles, what I found is that you know, and Adele touched on this too. People are stuck in their cars and then are meeting people outside of their very very tiny circle that they've built up. So they're going to work. They hang out with their family. They hang out with the friends that they've made, maybe in college, maybe at work, but they're not really meeting people outside of that. Mm -hmm. So a big issue that I think comes um, to fruition when we're talking to people and working with people is that they've kind of put themselves in boxes and they've put what they should be dating in boxes too. You mean like an ideal or like an idea? When I look back at, anyway, when I look back at my ex, I'm like, oh, in a weird way, he was filling these check boxes, but maybe other things were missing. Like we really Mm. projected the image of what we wanted in in each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hindsight. (laughs) So, so boxes. So people are stuck in their ideas of. And then just the, the way that Los Angeles works. I mean, how people are isolated and we're not really a walkable city. 
you know, nobody really interacts with each other. And I know we talked about this too, about how it's strange now to actually just go up to someone in a coffee shop and just say hi. It really and, is. Yeah. And I, yeah, right. And so because of that, you know, that's something that we try to help with, which is to get people you, you know, you might have crossed paths actually at a coffee shop or a book store you know but you just didn't say hi because you're afraid this um. freaks me out about our culture can i just say this <laughs> yeah. because like i live in an amazing neighborhood where there's like beautiful men and women and like everyone's cool i mean it's a cool neighborhood and we all go to the same cafes and the same grocery stores and same and i don't talk to anybody and you know and, and i'm not like a, i'm not a cold-hearted i'm like i'm so sociable person but i guess i i have this sense that it's not appropriate you know, it's like, when did socializing become inappropriate? It's but sad. But that's, that's not true. It's not that it's not appropriate. It's just your own comfort zone. Because most people, when they're waiting in, in line nowadays, instead of looking over to the person next to them and say like, oh, hey, I really like your sweater. Oh, I see you here at the right, time. Right, but I feel like people would think I'm weird. I think in the initial the initial moment is like, oh, why is this person talking to me? But then yeah, once, you, once you realize... Oh, they don't want anything from me. They're just striking up a conversation. Or it's always nice to bring up something nice, like a, a compliment, like, oh, I really like your sweater or whatever it is. Because most people are so fixated with looking down on their cell phone. Mm -hmm. So if you just take your head up and focus outward, it changes everything. And, and have the courage to risk that initial moment of why is this person talking to me? Because what do you have so, to lose? Well, I have to say, I'm, I mean, I grew up in New Orleans and that is a very like open culture in that way. People are always like chatting you up at the cafe and they're not necessarily asking for your number. And I think um, in that sense, I think even without like a necessarily an agenda, having like you're saying looking up and, and engaging mm -hmm. allows for these opportunities that are yeah that can be like special catches you didn't expect exactly because at the end of the day it's not about finding the person you're going out on a date with it's about expanding your social circles so at the end of the day you can just go up to someone and say hi and compliment them whatever it is just start talking to them and maybe they're a cool girl and you're like hey let's go grab a wine together and you meet them and you meet their circle their circle of friends and who knows, maybe a friend of a friend ends up being the guy that you are now going out with. So it's not just about I have this agenda of I have to meet a guy right away. It's more of I have to expand my social circle and see what I can meet because that expands not only your social circle, your horizons, your opportunities. It, there's so much out there if you just kind of put your head up and stop we have to put ourselves out there yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's a big thing what we do actually like we'll just go to whole foods and we'll just meet people because that's what part of our job actually at three-day rule is is to go meet people with no agendas but to see like oh actually are you single and if so um we'd love to match you with someone and that's a big thing again like people don't expect that and they actually have told us oh that's a really nice compliment mm -hmm. even when people are in a relationship they find out about what we do and they want to match their single friends right yeah so it's you know people that come to us to go back to what you were saying like who are the people that come to us and are single and looking for someone um a i think you know it's people that have worked hard in their careers and they're ready now there's also people as i said that are kind of stuck in these circles that they always go to and then there's also people that just actually don't really have the time as much to go meet so many people and so we kind of do a lot of that legwork for people as well yeah i mean i do find the more focused i am on my goals career-wise though it's sort of what we're saying which is i'm out of college now i'm you know i'm out of that first long-term relationship you're not in a corporate and job right and so it's like well, yeah i mean where am i i'm meeting kind of business relationships and i don't necessarily want to date within that circle mm -hmm. so then it's like how do you right 
where where are you where are you meeting your people <laughs> <laughs> or you're just like me and you're writing and you're i'm like hold up in my apartment right. all freaking day long uh, it's really unhealthy well so socializing less or you know like we do <laughs> this on podcast <laughs> and we do this podcast it's like who do we bring in you know so it's so unless we've hunted you down online <laughs> and i'm going to date you <laughs> yeah. i mean honestly you guys bring up really good points this is very very common what we hear so when we're out there meeting people so for example we'll go to events around town that Maybe we wouldn't normally personally be going to, but we're going because there's a high caliber of people. So, for example, I am not a lawyer. I have never been a lawyer. (laughs) However, I'm going to a bar association event this evening because I want to meet that kind of high caliber of people. So this job has been amazing for really opening up different opportunities that when you are stuck in your bubble, you would never have. So because we are matchmakers, a three day rule, we're able to kind of have that access around town and go meet those great people. Okay. Did you guys meet your partners through your job accidentally? (laughs) Well, actually Adele has a very interesting story. So I'll let her take it there. So, before I worked for this company, when I had my crazy corporate job, um, I was actually a client. And this ah. is how I met my husband. Oh. Wow. So it's, That's a testimonial right there. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. <laughs> so I totally drink the Kool-Aid because I think it's the best thing ever. And I was also one of those people, too, where I was kind of stuck on my checklist, which I didn't even realize I had until I had those conversations with my matchmaker. And she really helped with coaching because originally she sent me like a picture and I was like, I can't, I can't go out with this guy. Like he's blonde and blue eyes. I literally do not know what to do with that. (laughs) I had never dated a guy who looked like that my whole life. But through, like Karen had said, through our conversations with the matchmaker, really kind of honing in on like, okay, what's really important? Let's focus in on it. Right. Like he had all the qualities you wanted. Right. But I was like, uh, (laughs) I don't know what to do with this. (laughs) And it's not like he was, you know hideous or anything like super hot guy but i genuinely my entire life had never dated anyone who looked like that type it made so, you uncomfortable interesting mm-hmm. it did um so it was through that that finally i was like okay stubbornly i was like all right fine i'll go grab a drink with this guy and well that's the guy i'm now married to so oh, i love it um so <laughs> i have a question for you guys where do you think i'm i find it so fascinating that um that I guess like these ideas or these these walls that we or boxes that we sort of put ourselves into and like I guess I'm curious where from your perspectives do you think that comes from it sounds like the biggest hurdle is that everyone has this idea and these like very specific this is what I want and this is what I don't want do you have any insight I mean you guys are the oh I mean not the non-therapist therapist like <laughs> how where does yep. it come from and how can we avo- avoid I don't know if we can avoid or, it yeah grow from it or I don't I mean, I think a lot of it obviously is, I mean, we have Hollywood, right? And here in LA, we have Hollyweird. So <laughs> there's a lot of that that comes into play, um, a lot of from ideas of romance. Um, but it, what's also interesting is that now as we've progressed, we start thinking that our mate should be everything. We start thinking that he or she should be you know, a fitness guru. We start thinking that he or she should also be financially you know, uh, responsible in X, Y, and Z, and they should know, you know how to take care of all these different things that maybe we could actually go to our friends to. Um, they have to be our emotional support. They have to also get along with our families. I mean, there's so Sounds many exhausting. things. Yeah, and they also <laughs> got to be maybe uh, someone who's really spiritual, gets along with us spiritually. And then sexually, and we are on a you know podcast about sex and dating, but, you know, to find all those things in one person is really difficult. And so now we're putting all these expectations on 
this one, one person exactly and it's this idea that we can have it all that there's so many people out there that we can choose from and uh, you know it's frankly an illusion wow of, yeah. of a wow. choice right so in that sense who do you want to live with who's supportive yeah what would who's be great at sex yeah what would be what would be your core <laughs> you. your core things that you try to focus put put people's attention on then if it's like not all these different things uh, i it's really good it, I think it's going to be slightly different for different people. Um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, you have to remember, okay, you, you have a long term and a short term. So in the long term, if you are with this person every single day, are they not going to drive you crazy? So mm-hmm. when you're doing the quote unquote, the mundane that life is about. So you're going to the grocery store, you're going to the bank, you're, you're running errands, you're sitting at home watching TV. If you are with that person every day, do you have the conversation, the witty banter, the humor, whatever it is that you want to have, that's what's something you need to focus on. That's the long term. In the short term, this person, this significant other, ideally is the only person you are sexual with. So if you are looking for a million other things that you can get like I can get great conversation and someone who will watch a silly reality show with me from my girlfriend. But my partner in life is the only person that I'm going to have that sexual chemistry with that I want to be intimate with in bed every day. So that is where you really have to think about where are you drawing the line of what can I get from my friends or my family and what can I get from my partner? Hmm. I know challenging we've, we've done a number of shows about open relationship dynamics mm. um, which I think to me is it's not one is right or wrong but that there are these other facets I myself went down that road <laughs> uh, but yeah I mean it is it is an interesting I would say question mark I don't think there is I mean you guys might have your opinion on you know that there is an answer but um, but that's why it's so different for everyone yeah. right so I, I love that I feel like you guys are really um I mean, it's again, it's sad to me that we need this right now, but uh, but it really is like tearing down this like Hollywood romanticized illusion of our partner should be our everything and really just bring it down to reality. Yeah, I think I like what I I like a lot about what you said also is um, it's defining what you're looking for very clearly. Mm -hmm. Right. So is that what you want? Do you want this one sexual part, you know, this person to be that sexual relationship for you? And then and then you have clarity and, you know. Well, yeah. It's just uh, yeah, yeah. Just facing the facts of yeah, this is what I need or this is what I want or yeah, um. right. And saying it, yeah. We're gonna take a mini break. We're gonna be right back. And when we get back, I want to. I'm. You guys are such social creatures because you're doing it for us. So I want to get some tips uh, for you guys about how we all should be doing that. <laughs> when we come back, you're listening to TNA Talk Sex, and we're talking with Karen and Adele from Three Day Rule dot com. Sorry, yes, Three Day Rule dot com. Welcome back to TNA Talk Sex. We're talking with Karen and Adele from 3dayrule.com, which is a matchmaking site. These lovely ladies are matchmakers, so we're having so much fun picking their brain. Um, and you guys, you guys said that everybody, you can sign up for free for your for your service. How does it work? Exactly. So on our site, what's great is that it's confidential. So um, you know nobody else can see your information, as Adele mentioned earlier. 
and the only people that I can see your info are the matchmakers and this helps us match people hmm. um, but of course we have to meet everybody in person so we kind of have that vetting process but mm-hmm. anyone can you know sign up and we definitely also go to events and try to pick people as well that we think would be great and then also get them into our database as well. So, Sorry, so on that note, are you only LA based? Just no. to confirm. No, we are actually all over the country and the major metropolitans here, San Francisco, New York, Chicago, Washington, DC. Cool. And Boston. Boston. Yeah. And we are growing. Right. Yeah. Um, so definitely the cities with the most single people. <laughs> <laughs> because they work so much. Right. Exactly. So no matter where you're located, you can go to three dayrule.com and click on your pro to set up a profile. It's really easy. It's simple it does not take a long time at all and then you'll get a personal matchmaker reach out to you and meet up and and then hopefully we go to get you matched yeah Yeah. I have to say it's actually nice having that personal like meeting someone because I think about friends who I helped set up their OkCupid profiles and stuff and you're like this is exhausting (laughs) I one time I didn't know that the questions go forever and I was like with a friend and I I was like I think we've done like a hundred when does this (laughs) quiz end quiz it's a quiz yeah, for you right. and like, how do you so feel about funny. this ours just takes about two minutes actually <laughs> literally two minutes upload a Sold. photo answer some you know questions uh, but you get most of it when you meet with a matchmaker right and we can talk about you know everything in terms of what you're looking for um habits so some people actually use it as a bit of a therapy session Yes, definitely. It's also a very natural, organic vetting process that ends up happening, too, because if I'm going to meet you in person, you can't really lie to me about your age being 10 Mm. years off or your picture being inaccurate. And when you sit there across the table from someone, you get a much better sense of their personality and their energy and their sense of humor. You know, anyone on an online profile can write, oh, I'm really funny. And (laughs) well, they also can tell. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say maybe they're not even aware of some of their qualities. Sure. And yeah. maybe the, and the way that people will undersell themselves as mm-hmm. well. I always, I'm always oh, yeah. surprised by that. I'm like, that's not you. Yeah. But they think that they're, yeah. Or it's, it's even photos. Like photos can be misleading both in a good way and a bad way. Like sometimes mm-hmm. we'll see guys' photos and they don't look so great, but you meet them and wow, they look so much better in person. Same right. thing with women too, but you know, men don't really care so much about right. pictures we found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not told to like, or they're not taught how to like pose for a photo right. at a young yeah. age. <laughs> Less experience. Um, so I wanted to touch back on. So you both had mentioned that um, basically, since we're not being social creatures and we're living in our little boxes here, uh, you you're uh, going out and you're meeting people and all of that uh, for us. So I, I guess from I, you have a lot of experience in that so what can you tell us some of the top um social do's and don'ts like to in trying to um converse with someone and start conversation and make a connection i mean definitely smiling you know eye contact that's the first thing i i've always done like if i'm approaching someone um in the grocery line or i'm approaching someone at a networking event or you know a charity event um, a friend's barbecue i just go up and i just introduce myself and there's different ways that we all uh, customized depending on the situation in a grocery store you know I might see what they're picking up and say oh you know is that something that you're familiar with like I'm trying to do this recipe right now and then you just start this conversation and usually asking questions you know it helps and you bridge the gap um, other times I've just complimented someone and told them oh my gosh I really really like you know your nails like where did you get them done I, I love that little design and then you start a conversation that way too which is very easy 
Right. Because at the end of the day, I know it may sound a little cheesy, but it's kind of the oldest trick in the book. Like if you compliment someone, it naturally brings down their defenses and their walls. Um, Also for us, it's pretty easy from the standpoint of we can easily say, oh, we're matchmakers and we came up to you because we think you're attractive. Are you single? So that's kind of like our initial, like just break right through Mm -hmm. it. And and who doesn't want to hear that? Exactly. 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 (laughs) We've picked you. It feels like winning. (laughs) Right. It does feel like winning. Um, But when you are in social settings, I know we kind of had discussed this a little bit earlier, but honestly, getting off of your phone is a really big thing. It is very natural nowadays that when someone has a lull in anything they're doing, it's like attention deficit disorder, they're instantly on their phone. I think it's insecurity it's and discomfort with a, a quiet moment. It's oh, like yeah. with just with the quiet. With your own thoughts yes. too. Right. Um, Terrifying. I was right. going to say in terms of like going uh, to events, a lot of times I try to approach odd numbered groups and if hmm. two people are talking, I'm, you know, if they, they're talking quite intently, then I might not approach them as much. Um, I might wait until it's a group of three, you know, uh, those are usually, I think, the best groups to approach. Um, so that's something that I've used at networking events. And obviously, if it's a topic, like, you know, just know what the event is about and reach out. If it's someone's birthday, I mean, just ask, oh, you know, how do you know the birthday boy or the birthday girl? Bridge gaps using people. How do you know so-and-so? One of the easiest ways to just start a conversation and mm-hmm. everybody can talk about it. If you talk about politics, you talk about anything else, I mean, that can be a little dangerous unless you're at a political event, obviously. But <laughs> talking about people and how you know someone or how you heard about the event, easiest way to open up. Yeah. Do okay. you, I mean, do you guys give advice to some people like that or maybe Your have that or... social awkwardness or they've had All bad experiences? Yeah. I think a large part of our job too is not just, hey, let me introduce you to great people, but it's coaching right. through that experience. So some people don't know how to work those types of social scenes. And so we'll not, we'll take them with us. We have a, a wing woman package <laughs> that we will literally go and be your wing woman at these types of events. So um, we really want to help people get out of their own shell and coaching is a huge part of it whether it's one-on-one with the opposite sex or if it is in a big social setting as well so it can be tricky it can be tricky okay so let's say we've landed a date somehow so what are um yeah what no, just yeah, yeah. Or is is it like from not one somehow. of the dating apps? Oh, it doesn't or matter. Whatever. Your company, whatever. Through your company, or I guess not, I'm or saying whatever. you don't know that person that well. I'm just saying you've landed a date. Okay. It's the first date. They said whatever. Yes. It's a date. They said yes. You're on it. You're Woo-hoo. there. <laughs> what What are some of the biggest mistakes that we make? I guess maybe start with men first. Yeah, that that, um, shut that down like the doesn't. Dynamic. Yeah, that like kills it. You know, oh. where you like you send a client out and you're like, oh, you screwed it up. Oh, badly planning right. a date. I think that's one of them. Is when people think, oh, just wing it but don't don't wing what wait, yeah. what does wing it mean <laughs> like does, you could like, have been a great match but you made these fumbles right okay. but what so what is winging it it means you're not planning anything and you're just doing everything by the seat seat of your pants like picking up someone and not saying like not knowing where you're going to take them exactly so maybe <gasps> like, you don't what do you want to do you don't make a reservation or you don't have it planned out where you're going to go or um even what you're going to talk about just be like eh, whatever you're right i think i do take it for granted as a woman because i've been treated to the the ple- the pleasures of like the fact that a man will say hey do you want to come to this and they and they do plan it but you're right that i it's like i never thought about how they're putting it together Right. Well, uh, but on putting planning devil's advocate, though, I feel like it depends on the kind of person. If I've got a guy in front of me who's very apathetic and has like an apathetic attitude and is like, oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Then I'm not really enchanted. But if it's if I feel like. But are you going to go out on a date with this guy? Well, no. 
No, I'm just saying, well, I guess I'm saying like, can does winging it always fail? Like, no, no, no. What I'm saying mostly is that sometimes people, I actually think as a defense mechanism, they don't want to oh, seem like they're sense. putting too much effort right. into something because mm. it's like college applications. You know what? If I don't apply to these schools, I can't, I can't say that they rejected me. Oh, so it's the same thing yeah. a lot of times when people say, you know what? Um, yeah, I was so busy at work and, and then I had this happen and then, you know, I had to plan this other thing and my friend called and yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just uh, took her to a coffee shop and, you know, hope for the best. And they, you know, they put all these obstacles up for themselves. And, right. Mm-hmm. And that then she's yeah. feeling, oh, why didn't why did he just text me the day of instead of like, oh, hey, just checking in. Like, are we good for Tuesday? You know, yeah, yeah because you, you do want to know that, that you're cares. on their mind, mm-hmm. you know, and that they're thinking about well, that they care. Yeah. The same and, way yeah. you would approach business, actually. Exactly. Exactly what I was just going to say, specifically with men. You know, men can be very um, strategic in how they would go after a client or a business meeting and they plan everything out. And that's what a lot of times can make them so successful and smart in business. And then they completely forget to do that in their personal life. And wow. I'll always tell people those types of processes that you are creating in your business world that make you successful you see that you were, you were having success from this apply that to your personal life and mm. see what happens because what's going to end up occurring is the girl will be impressed that you had enough foresight mm-hmm. and you were thoughtful enough to put her ahead of that 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 strategy or that planning and instantly you're going to be ahead of all the other guys now that's smart. True. Yeah. Okay, I can already, so for you know, guys, the guys who've done that right, in my yeah. dating life, immediately they come forward in my head. Yeah, no, totally. Because it's charming. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's you, well, feel, you feel safe. Special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel special. And by safe, and, I mean like well cared for right. or like well yeah. thought of. Right. Not you feel appreciated at the end of the day. Appreciated. As silly as all of this may sound, it comes down to very old school traditional ideals of you feel appreciated and cared yeah. for. And so you're going into the date already with this mindset of, oh, wow, I'm already impressed. I already feel that he could take care of me emotionally valued, right or yeah. acknowledged and valued yeah mm-hmm. at that yeah. early stage uh, what so what about women yeah. what's the top what's, what are we doing faux pas oh. when you send women out yeah, and good. they're like i would say googling so much about someone oh, to the point where they start saying oh my gosh but you know i don't i don't know about this i found this terrible picture of him and you know that that's why i'm not going to go on a that date that is so freaking hilarious yep. because <laughs> you're you know and then you have to think the other way is what if somebody you know we all have a digital past obviously and we should be careful you know for uh, business reasons to keep that under wraps <laughs> but you know, are you really going to judge someone based on like a one instance, you know, a snapshot in their past? We wouldn't want that done to us. Mm-hmm. So I try to warn people, you know, um, that's something you need to think about. Are you suddenly just discarding this great person based on something you misconstrued online? We don't have the context for the story yet. <laughs> right. It's always helpful if you turn it around. Like, would you want someone to do that to you? So, but it's interesting that this is a respect. female trait. I find it yeah, fascinating. Anthropology anthropologically (laughs) Um, I think another thing other than the the googling will kill you um, another thing that women sometimes will do is we're very social a lot of times um, naturally as creatures and so we will build up our social calendar and you're saying okay I want to I want to meet a guy I want to make him a priority however you've now um, you're booked for two weeks straight and so you meet a guy and he asks you out on a date that's great 
but your response is, oh, I, I can go out in three weeks. I hear that a lot from guys, our guy friends, wow. actually, T. Mm. That I feel like, like I may have done that. Or and maybe this, is a more, <laughs> maybe this is more of an L.A. thing, <laughs> you know, or like a big metropolitan city <laughs> thing where there's, you know, lots of ambitious people. But yeah, so it's good. I mean, it's good to be social and keep your calendar open. But if you meet someone and you genuinely want to go out on a date with him, you, you need, need to, make, to time. make the time. Exactly. Yeah. And if you wait over. more than that week, you're well, just what you were saying, if you're not respecting, you're not showing yeah, them you're that not you're not valuing them. them. It's the exact same thing. What we were just saying with men being thoughtful on a date it makes you feel like you're the priority. Vice versa. Same thing. You need to make time in your busy schedule. So you make them feel like they are a priority. Right. Great. Okay. So I have, I have another, qu- are we okay on time? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, what about playing hard to get? Mm. Does it work? What are your thoughts on? I feel like this breathes into your, like the title of your three day rule. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so the background between, behind three day rule is making fun of the three day rule, which is you don't call a girl until three days after you've got her phone number. It's a little tongue in cheek, um, you know, play that we have and, the idea is, you know, there are really no rules a lot of times. So with us, that's an interesting question because we definitely have people that think, okay, I need to play extremely hard to get. And look, there is some psychology behind the game playing of it all that, you know, when you perceive something to be most wanted, desired, and harder to get, then you do tend to want that more. But you have to think about, all right, what am I cultivating? So if you're, let's say, typical scenario, you're a girl, you're trying to play hard to get, and you're doing that constantly with a guy who is emotionally available and he is interested and he's ready to be in a relationship, he may be more interested in someone that he thinks is emotionally available too. And Mm -hmm. you may have just lost that good guy that isn't looking for the chase. Because a guy that's, you know, loves all the women that are hard to get, they may just be in it for the chase. Mm-hmm. And so those are things that you need to think about as well. Um, so it's a fine line and it's tough. And obviously we talk to our clients and uh, just anybody actually that comes through theater rule, you know, um, we talk about that, but a very well, delicate balance. to ascertain balance. where they are. Right. Oh, like right. what do they, what they think want, about yeah. it? Yeah. It's one of those situations too where it's, again, very personalized. So a lot of times what we'll do when we're working with our clients, we'll talk to them. But what's nice is we'll also talk to the match, the other person on the date. So we can get that type of insight of, okay, where are both parties at to kind of help facilitate like, oh, maybe a little bit of this or maybe a little bit of that. But it's nice because when you go out on a date, you don't normally have the feedback and insight of what the other person is thinking so that's one of the things that we kind of eliminate so we get both parties involved and that allows us kind of the upper hand because we now have that information snazzy mm-hmm. oh, yeah yeah oh i wanted to you guys mentioned something about facial recognition and i was like whoa that's wild how does that work yeah so what yeah what so you guys <laughs> use it in your like each matchmaker uses this or right it's built in with our system and that's again why we have this wonderful marriage of technology and old school techniques with human matchmakers but with our technology what's nice is that People can send us pictures of exes or people they've found attractive before. And we can try and pick up similar facial features and then also filter for perhaps age, um, perhaps whether or not they want children, 
whether or not they have children, are they divorced, you know, things that are quite important to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that helps us. It's just an aid. It's not a be or end all. We tell people to actually not stick with their physical type, mm-hmm. but it is just a great tool that we use to try and find matches that someone will be. Do like they give patterns. you pictures of like Brad Pitt and people like they want to I'll, I'll say don't don't send me pictures of celebrities. Like we get it. Everyone thinks George Clooney's hot. Okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say like I've dated so many different ethnicities. I'm like, if I send that into you, how you know, how does that help you? You're like hybrid. She'll work? date everyone. <laughs> but you know what's interesting is people will send pictures, like five pictures, and they'll say, Oh, I don't have a type whatsoever. Here you go. And you would be fascinated to find out that once we put it in our facial recognition technology that there are similar looks wow, that pop out that would be me it's so interesting like, oh my god i'm really ah. curious <laughs> um okay so that that's yeah that's our show you guys thank you so much it's been super fascinating talking with you ladies and um, we've got karen law and oh my god Adele Gamelski Kelleher. It's funny. It's like there's an extra syllable in there. That, like, it's like a curveball. Kelleher. Like, like let me do it. Just, Adele Gamelski Kelleher. Fabulous. Woo. Good job. God, by the end of the show, I got it. Anyway, these li- that you guys are from uh, three day um, three day three rule, day rule, which is you can find them at three day rule They're the uh, love gurus and the matchmakers. So I would say spell out three. I feel like I kept trying yes, to do I'm the sorry. number. It's not it's the like number. Three. It's spell right. out three. And and remember that everybody listening, you can sign up for free, um, and it takes two minutes. And uh, and you can and it, you guys are in all the major cities, right? Yep. So check I feel like them out. also if you guys. If if anyone listening like has questions more about this or I don't know if this made you think of something that you think we should discuss or for the ladies on the show. Uh, a burning you know, question. Yeah. Yeah. Tweet us at TA Talk Sex. Or Instagram us. Um, TA Talk Sex. You can also email us at A, T and I. It's A at TA Talk Sex or T at TA Talk Sex. It's very original. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's a surprise. Do you get the, do you get the rhythm I here? I did. Yeah. And of oh, course, cute. check out the, you know, you can see, find more information on their site, Three Day Rule. Oh. Um, but yeah, this was great. Thank you. Thank you, you for are, having us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. yeah. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yes. Wow. Okay. You're listening to TNA Talk Sex. I'm T. And I'm A.